0: Welcome to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Yogi Fuel Podcast. In this episode, I'm diving deeper into understanding the diets and the doshas. So here's the thing. There are so many diets out there. You've probably seen from keto to paleo to FODMAP to vegan, vegetarian, and it can be really overwhelming to understand what way of eating is supposed to work well for us and to decipher how we should be eating in a world where we're just inundated with so much information. So in this episode, I am hoping to shed some light on this for you and what Ayurveda says about each of these things and how to make these diets work in a way that is going to be in alignment for you. So what we're going to cover in this episode is what Ayurveda says about these quote-unquote diets. And the big hint here is Ayurveda will always say it depends. And so we'll go over that in a little bit more detail in this episode, We're going to go over how you can modify any way of eating to be in alignment with Ayurveda because ultimately Ayurveda doesn't subscribe to one way of eating or these rigid protocols. It's all about principles and applying these principles to certain protocols can be very powerful. We're also going to cover how Ayurvedic eating is not exclusive to an Indian diet. This way of eating can be applied to any diet, any cultural diet. We're going to cover the main principles of eating in alignment with Ayurveda using the secret sauce of like attracts like and opposites balance. And then we're going to cover what intuitive eating really is. And another hint here is it isn't about eating whatever you want. And so we are going to discover how we can start to truly intuitively eat and what that looks like through an Ayurvedic lens and so much more. This episode was honestly so much fun to record, and as I was making the edits, I was so happy with what ended up coming through and the way that this all sort of shaped out. So I'm super excited for you to listen. And if you are desiring more personalized support and guidance around Ayurvedic nutrition, around Ayurvedic lifestyle, you can absolutely reach out to us on Instagram at yogifuel. You can send an email over to melissa at yogifuel.com or apply directly to Embodied Ayurveda at the link in the show notes to get some more information about that. All right, without further ado, here is this week's episode. This was actually a request that I had from a student in embodied Ayurveda. And I wanted to share about the diets and the doshas and like the paleo, the keto, the keto, the the vegan, all of these things um, with you guys, because I think it's very important and helpful to understand in a world where we are inundated with information. There is too much information I feel out there about nutrition, which is not necessarily like a bad thing. Oh, there's so much information about health, but what happens oftentimes, share in the comments below, if this is you, it's like, it gets overwhelming right. I can feel like, Oh my God, like which one is right for me. Right. And there's so many, and they all are I also want to say they're all right for someone, right. All of these ways of eating keto, paleo, vegan, you know, low FODMAP, whatever X, Y, and Z, like they all work for someone medical medium protocol, right. They are all appropriate for someone, but they're not all appropriate for everyone. And I think the problem also becomes is that people who get amazing results with these diets and ways of being become like, yes. Oh my God. Medical medium, like this is the best thing. Everyone needs to do it. Everyone needs to try it. And cool, like that's awesome. And what I find oftentimes is that the way that these diets are implemented, it's not necessarily with the individual in mind. And so, what we'll talk about inside of this um, live is I'll share how you could apply Ayurvedic principles to any way of eating because Ayurvedic principles aren't limited to one rigid diet plan. It's, a, it's more about looking at the energy and the qualities of the foods that you're eating. So consider you could eat a paleo diet in an Ayurvedic way. You could also eat a paleo diet in an, un- in an un-Ayurvedic way. And also all, uh, a lot of times that I hear as well is that, you know, people associate Ayurveda specifically with like an Indian diet. And that's not necessarily true either. I think, and oftentimes many, just because you're eating something Indian doesn't mean it's Ayurvedic, right? Just because you're having dal and rice Well, we can think of, we'll go over what those qualities look like, um, as well inside of this, um, inside of this live, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're eating Ayurvedic as well. Where do I want to start this? This would have been a good one for me to make some notes on, but I'm just going to go, I'm just going to (laughs) go off and start, um, sharing a little bit. So I want to start off by validating you if you feel overwhelmed by the seemingly infinite amount of you know dietary options that there are out there and all of the information out there on the internet that's like be keto be vegan be paleo be all of these things there's a lot of information i want to validate you if you feel totally confused totally disconnected from what it is that you should be eating i think that that is absolutely something that we're coming up against is there once was a time where people, we didn't have enough information. We didn't know what it you know what healthy eating looked like. Now we have way too much information and it can be good in that that information is accessible. But what Ayurveda says is that we wanna take that information and information and food and wisdom is only as powerful as it is applied to the individual. Just because something is good or healthy for someone doesn't mean it's good and or healthy for everyone, right? Even inside of a, it like a whole foods, all or mostly plant-based diet, which is what I personally recommend to most people to uh, to at least start with, there are certain whole foods that can be really aggravating for a kuffa, that can be really aggravating for a vata. And until we understand how to implement the simple principles of Ayurveda into any way of eating, we may still continue to feel a little bit off. So one of the things that I see with people, um, and, and I often feel quite validated when I listen to some of the sort of, um, like I'm going to say like wise woman archetypes in the Ayurveda world, Myra Lewin being one of them, Acharya Shunya being another one. I listened to a beautiful podcast that they did on disordered eating. And one of the things that they talked about, one of the themes was that we're living in a world where we're so disconnected from ourselves, right? And I, I, I feel like No, I feel one of the things they said was that we're the only species on the planet that doesn't like actually know what to eat. We'll talk about intuitive eating in a second as well. I went into the sort of discipline versus freedom, I think like last week, but we'll kind of, we'll touch on that again, but we're the only species on earth that like questions what it is that we should eat that debilitates over it. That doesn't know. I think a lot of that is our mind right. It's the ahamkara, it's the ego, it's the desire to look a certain way, the desire to, you know, whatever it's all, it's a lot of it is desire-based. We're also the only species that can make super delicious food. Like cupcakes don't exist in the animal world, right? Like they're not, that that's not a thing for them. Right. They don't have to worry about going to large gatherings and like, you know, having all of these like abundant foods that are there that might, you know, tempt you. They don't have to worry about that. Right. So we are set up in a situation where number one, we're disconnected from our body and our mind, many of us for for the most part, or we're connected, but we don't know what we're looking for. That's a a big thing I see as well. Maybe you do yoga, maybe you meditate, but maybe you don't know the Darshana, the language, the way of looking at the world of Ayurveda. And when we get this very simple way of looking at the world, like I'm not kidding, it's not, it's actually quite, it's very intuitive once you get it, but you don't know what you don't know, and so, so many people are walking around and they don't know this stuff, and so they don't know what to eat because they don't know a what's present in their body, right? What are the qualities, you know, energies and elements that are present in their body? How how are those energies and elements interacting with the world around them, right? With the foods that they're eating, right? Because the foods that you eat are coming in and they're interacting with you. So we want to make sure that what we take into our body is actually going to be in alignment with us, that's going to support us, that's going to fuel us, not that's going to kind of throw us out of whack. So we're A, either disconnected or we're connected, but we don't fully know what it is that we're looking for. And when we have those pieces of like awareness, like self-awareness, and we can then begin to align our life in the direction, in the diet, in the practices and all of the things that are going to be ultimately supportive for us. So phase one is like getting into like a state of awareness and educating yourself and understanding, okay, what is my dosha? What does that mean for me? What are the foods that are going to be supportive for me? Because when we understand and it's not just about like, this specific dosha dot like way it's been incorporating the qualities energies and elements into your life and that can be within whatever container feels good for you so you can eat a ketogenic diet in an ayurvedic manner you can eat a paleo diet in an ayurvedic manner you can eat a vegan diet in an ayurvedic manner and you can do those things in a way that could be totally not ideal for your um, diet or for your dosha so alignment is this huge huge piece and one of the things that i do Sorry, when I work with my client, the first thing that people do, like the first phase of embodied Ayurveda is alignment and awareness. It's understanding your dosha. I, truly, I feel like that is the foundational, most important thing that we can do because Ayurveda isn't about this like rigid set of rules or this dogma, or here's this one way of doing things. It's about taking and understanding that wisdom, those energies, those elements, and learning how to apply them into your life. First and foremost, perhaps with your diet, with your routines, with your rituals, and all of that stuff. It is also not about having someone outside of you only always and ever give you the answers. Yes, it is incredibly important when you're starting off this journey to have a guide, to have a teacher, to have support. And we don't want to bypass that work of learning and understanding and tapping into our body, how it's feeling in each moment, how our body feels on a day-to-day basis, what are the energies, elements, attributes that are showing up for us so that we can embody and we can take in and bring in an, um, elements that would be supportive for us. We don't want to not do that work because this is the wisdom of your life. And again, Ayurveda, it's not about being solely dependent on people outside of yourself for a, 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 for a, an effective Ayurvedic diet and lifestyle you are empowered with this understanding. You are empowered with this wisdom and you're able to carry it out in your life. So maybe it'll be helpful for me to give you like an example of, I'm going to use maybe like vegan diet, paleo diet, um, to give you some examples of the ways that we can incorporate Ayurvedic principles and wisdom. Maybe I'll use, I'll just use some random, I'll throw in some random examples here. Okay. So simply put Ayurveda uses the principle of like attracts like an opposites balance. This is the foundation of Ayurveda. It is so simple. Okay. So let's say I see this a lot. Okay. Why I feel that I see a lot of people struggle inside a vegan diet, consider people who I'm going to say another thing after, Oh man, I'm getting excited. Okay. But one of the things I noticed, one of the things I noticed in the very, one of the very first programs I did, because fun fact is the very first programs I ran were like teach you how to go vegan. And I noticed that a lot of people struggled. And I notice that people typically who come into my world who have a harder time with a vegan diet are people who are more vata in nature. So if we consider a vegan diet, a vegan diet is light, right? Vegetables are lighter than meat beans have a gas forming quality. You know how they're like beans, beans, the magical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot. You know, they have a gas forming quality. That's an airy quality. That's a Vata quality. That's a light quality. We know that vegetables, when we eat them, we feel right. If we pay attention to, and one of the things I was saying in the previous um, sort of part one of this was like, one thing that's really missing is like our disconnect from how we feel, what is our constitution? How do these foods make me feel? What are the qualities that they bring into my body and my mind? Because the foods don't just impact us on the level of the body. They impact us on the level of the mind as well. So, um, that light energy is going to manifest in the body, which can be great. If you're someone who's kuffa or who's a bit heavier, We want to invite in light energy because like attracts like, and we want an opposites balance. So if we're heavy, we want to invite in a bit more lightness, but not so much lightness that we go out of balance, right? We're looking to be nice and balanced. But if we already have a light constitution, if we do struggle with bloating and gas, if we are Vata in nature, we struggle with anxiety, which is like the, you know, the air of the mind that swirling, you know, situation, and we're eating only light foods that's not gonna be very helpful for us or helpful. So in the context of say a vegan diet, if you are someone who's lighter in nature, this isn't to say, oh, vegan diet, no one who is Vata or of a lighter nature should be vegan. It means we wanna be really attuned to what are the qualities of the foods that we're eating. We wanna make sure that we're favoring more grounding foods, heavier foods, right? If we look to the qualities of Vata dosha, light, cold, rough, dry, we want to implement qualities of an opposite nature if we want to create balance and we can do that in the framework of a vegan diet. One of the things I talk about in embodied Ayurveda, one of the things I talk about with all my one-on-one, you know, coaching and, nutri- and nutrition clients is we need a framework. I am a big believer. We can't just, I'm going to go into, you know, what I'll talk about intuitive eating right now. I think intuitive eating is a great idea. It's a nice concept. I think that we can eat intuitively and we can do that inside of a framework. I think that we need discipline first, create a container first, and then we can intuitively eat inside of that framework. We cannot intuitively eat on top of elevated levels of blood sugar, high inflammation in Ayurveda, what we would call Ama and dysregulated doshas and a dysregulated nervous system. If y'all are trying to intuitively eat when you're dysregulated, yeah, you're going to be like, I intuitively feel like eating cupcakes every single day. That's what it's going to feel like for you. And you're going to be like, I'm honoring my body but you're actually not because your body is sending you mixed signals. So if we wanna actually eat intuitively, what that means, also I think there's this sort of like um, unclear definition of like what intuitive eating is. In my opinion, it's eating in alignment. It's eating in alignment with your body, with your goals in a way that feels good for you and giving yourself permission to indulge and to eat things that you desire that you wanna eat when you wanna eat them sometimes, right? we need to understand that for the most part, we do need a framework. If we wanna feel vibrant and aligned and like good in our body, we need to understand that discipline is a way that we can access freedom. Because if we continue to you know, eat whatever the F we want on top of inflammation, dysregulated nervous system, unbalanced doshas, high blood sugar, we're not going to get to the root of anything and we're going to continue to feel heavy, anxious, stressed, burnt out. We're never going to heal those things. So phase one is, well, I feel like I talked about phase phase one is actually get into alignment. Phase one is understand what's happening. Understand what is your, what's happening in your physiology, what's happening in your mind. Do you have inflammation? Is your Agni dysregulated? What is your constitution? What foods work well for you, right? That's phase one. And then phase two is like, let's, let's get clear on what that container looks like for you because the the container and the framework is going to look a little bit different for everyone for some people vegan is a great framework right plus and minus you know a few things like eating a whole foods vegan diet because i can tell you right now there are some ways of being vegan that are not so good that are not so healthy that will increase inflammation that will increase blood sugar levels that are going to dysregulate and imbalance the doshas right There are certainly not so great ways of being paleo or keto or whatever there are ways that we can do these and implement these ways these diets um, in a, in a way that's positive and helpful and supportive. And that's also in alignment with our nature. That's it, That's intelligent, right? Where we're implementing these in an intelligent way, not just like doing them because we saw it on Instagram, but we're doing it in a way that we're like, I know this makes sense for my body because these qualities, I know they have this effect on my body and that's what I need. So for example, um, I'm gonna give you a really hot tip. We talked about this actually, I feel um, probably, oh my God, it was in January. Can you imagine it's March? And I'm already remembering back to January because this was during my 30 day live challenge. And I remember talking about this um, and someone uh, mentioned, and this is uh, Myra Lewin, if you guys are interested in in like the wise woman archetype of Ayurveda, I look to Myra Lewin who has been studying and practicing and teaching Ayurveda for decades. She's amazing. And she has sort of coined this term, like the 60, 40 rule when it comes to food, right? Where we have 60% augmenting foods. So 60% of our plate is like nourishing foods. Okay. Like grounding, nourishing foods and 40% are more extracting foods. So cleansing foods, think lighter foods. So if we can create our plate in that way, where we have a balance of the foods that are going to build us, but the foods that are going to sort of cleanse us, that's a really, really great way of looking at it. And then of course we can get more individualized. And we look at the doshas, we look at your individual constitution and we start to apply and understand what are the food, what foods have an energy that would be good for me. Right. And that's not even like a hard and fast, like you have to do X, Y, and Z. It's just like getting familiar with the foods that are going to be supportive for you and your constitution. And that are going to have a balancing effect, not just eating, you know, random foods willy nilly that like are even inside of like a whole foods plant-based diet, which is what I mostly recommend to people. That's great. That's a great place to start, but I feel like implementing I was going to say, I know implementing these Ayurvedic principles of like attracts, like opposites balance, understanding the qualities and elements in foods takes it to another level. Yvette says my health co-certification program did broad strokes in the Ayurvedic philosophy, but we didn't do a deep dive. This is great. Yay. I'm so glad this is great. Yeah. You know, in even like nutrition in Canada, for example, my friend went to the Institute of holistic nutrition and Yeah, they do like a base, which is good, right? Because it's important to like have the high level understanding, but Ayurveda, it's like both complex and yet so simple. And, and it's super frustrating for people who are learning because the answer in Ayurveda, like, let's say Yvette was like, Mel, can I have potatoes? I'd be like, well, it depends. The answer to everything in Ayurveda is it depends because it depends on you. What's going on with you right now in this moment, right? Are you feeling super heavy in your body? are you going through a rough time? What's the weather like outside? What's happening in your mind? Are there any big transitions like, there's a huge holistic picture that we need to understand before, like for me personally, I want to give accurately, you know, information to someone about what they should or shouldn't do. Right. Like, and when we can attune to again, okay, I know what the quality of this food is. I know what the quality of me is. Is this going to be balancing or imbalancing? Is this going to put me into alignment or is this going to put me out of alignment? And by the way, we can do this with everything we do. We can do this with our relationships. We can do this with our job. We can do this with our friends. We can do this with our actions, right? Hmm. Is this thing going to put me into alignment or is this going to throw me out of alignment? You can use the word balance. You can use whatever, is this going to be helpful or harmful? We can always ask ourselves those things. Right. And I'm such a believer that like, when we have this understanding, um, we can start to make decisions for ourselves, right? Like that are so much, um, more in alignment and more helpful for us, regardless of what, like the, the, the diets, the diets are. Right. And so you've you a few more on the, on the other, um, live. <clears throat> one of the things I was saying is like, it's so, and Yvette's in this world, she's a health coach. She knows, right. She's up in this world. There's like keto, paleo, vegan, this, that, and everyone. And you know, people are out there, you know, who don't have this information who are like, what do I do? Like, I'm being, people think they're wrong for eating bananas. People are afraid to eat bananas. People are afraid to eat, you know, oranges. People are afraid to eat grains. People are afraid to eat meat. People are afraid to not eat meat. People are afraid, you know, everyone's like, Oh God, am I doing it wrong? Like we're in this like paralysis. I can almost feel in my body. Like we're in this paralysis by analysis. And it's like, actually it is so simple and it is highly individualized and but it doesn't need to be complicated. So for example, I just use the example of veganism, but say inside of keto, maybe a ketogenic diet. And um, again, someone I'm a big fan of, Dr. John Dulyard says that actually um, this transition into spring is actually a great time to be keto because if we look at, and this is where we always look to nature y'all, okay. Nature will always give us the answers, right? We always historically as human beings ate with the seasons. We ate with the land because we didn't have Costco and Walmart and the superstore and like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods that had these foods all year round, we lived off the land. So, if you look to what is in season, what is the land giving me right now? Okay. And so, if we look at, say, like fall, fall used to give us lots of grains, right? Like this was the harvest, like the root vegetables, those root, you know, I was going to say rooty, the rooty tootie veggies, right? Would give us these like heavier root grounding veggies. And that was these like heavier vegetables that brought us in, these like more grounding foods that brought us into a really cold season, like hibernation kind of mode. And now we're coming out of hibernation and what is like blossoming? Are these like flowers, these bitters? We don't have lots of grains actually. That's not necessarily what is available at this time of year. Lots of bitters, lots of greens are like coming up to the surface. And so this can be a better time to move into, um, the spring. If we look at kaffa right, we're moving into kuffa season. Okay. Kuffa is that heavy dosha. This is a good time to shift our diet to a more bitter, astringent, like pungent, more light energy diet, because we're actually we're moving into like this new, like I said, cuff of space. We want to balance with what's happening. And we want to be mindful of how our energy is interacting with that energy, right? Because every person is so unique and so individual and you're going through your own things. Not all of us are attuned with and totally in alignment with the season, in alignment with the seasons because We've been living so out of alignment for so long. So it's important to understand these concepts. And then it's so important to always understand and learn how to apply these concepts, like directly back to you. And there was something else I was going to say about the paleo and the keto. I guess what I want to hit home for you right now is that high level. I'm a big fan of just eat real food. Like I don't necessarily subscribe to this like, oh, this one diet and that one diet though, if you do feel amazing on a keto diet, if you do feel amazing on a paleo diet or you do feel amazing on a vegan diet slash vegetarian diet and FYI, Ayurveda is more inclined toward a vegan slash vegetarian way of eating and being because it's closely associated with yoga where ahimsa or non-violence is one of the core, let's say pillars or ways of being and living, right? Um, so yes, it prescribes, you know, sort of that way of living and it acknowledges that there are circumstances, situations, autoimmune conditions, neurological conditions, where it may not be appropriate for people to be a fully vegan or vegetarian person. This was something I personally and professionally had to come to terms with, right? Initially when I had my, you know, practice at Yogi Fuel and I was like trying to get everyone to go vegan. And I noticed that most people struggled, that most people, it wasn't working for them for many people, it triggered disordered eating patterns. For many people, they actually felt like more tired. They felt like they were more gat. Like they felt they just couldn't handle, like their body wasn't, it wasn't working for them. And so when I started to learn that Ayurveda was like, listen, it's all good. You know, you have to do what works for the individual. We need individuals to thrive, right? Especially in this day and age, if you're here, you're in this community, you're a leader, you're a change maker, you're up to big things. Like you need to be good. Like you need to have energy so that you can go out and fulfill on what it is that you are going out to fulfill on. And it's not helping you if you're feeling anxious, stressed, and overwhelmed about what you should be eating. You know, there's other things out there that are, you know, stressing you and making you feel anxious and overwhelmed and like being, you know, unsure about what to eat and feeling bad or wrong or guilty or any of that around like, you know, your food choices or not knowing or whatever is certainly not helping, um, the case. So Just so you know like there are infinite ways of you know eating and existing and i certainly recommend eat real food as like a high level you know baseline of what you should be doing minimize your processed food start eating real food like that's phase one for some people like boom we see huge shifts in like a very very short amount of time just with doing that and then when you add in i feel like adding in the ayurvedic wisdom is like the friggin cherry on top because you then start to get into those energies right And something I've talked about for a long time is like with, with say Vata dosha, again, I work with people who have lots of stress, lots of anxiety, lots of overwhelm. It is straight up that air element in the body, mind, whoosh, whoosh, going all over the place. Pacifying that energy is multidimensional. And what that means is that there's a a mind body connection. The food that you eat, if you're eating airy, gassy foods, your mind is going to become airy and gassy as well. Right. It is intimately connected. And so we can actually use food very intelligently to pacify and ground that energy so that we can feel more calm. We can feel more grounded. We can feel more rooted, um, which is going to have a much more, like not only a global effect on the body, but a global effect on like your entire being, um, which is super, super cool. Let me just tie this on together by saying that there is no one size fits all. This is the annoying thing about Ayurveda. It depends. Is the keto diet good for you? I don't know. It depends. Is vegan better for you? I don't know. It depends. Right. We can pacify vata inside a vegan diet if we're intentional. We can pacify vata inside a keto diet. We can pacify vata inside a paleo diet. We can pacify vata inside a low FODMAP diet. You know, we can we can use the wisdom of Ayurveda mixed with what's already working for us if you want to like take it to the next level. We can also maybe tweak some things, right? Maybe you're completely avoiding sugar right now. You know, Ayurveda says that actually sugar and the sweet taste is one of the most nourishing tastes. So if you're feeling really excess Vata and you're having no sugar, maybe there are some holistic ways, some gentle ways we can invite some of that back back in for us. Right. Um, The moral of the story here is that any of these diets can work for people. They do work for all sorts of people. The thing we want to get clear on is what is going to work for you and what works for you is not going to be what works for everyone else. Don't get caught up in these like fads and these trends and this diet and that diet you need to do something that is in alignment for you. That feels good for you. That feels good for your body. That is achieving your desired result. And as I said in a, in a, in a live last week, there's nothing wrong. If what you desire is a body goal. If you want to lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I also think that there's like, I'm going to go on about this for a second, but I think that there is a culture out there. There's like certainly a diet culture. That's like, you know, pushing people to like lose weight, lose weight on oh, you know can m- maybe prey on the insecurities of people, and like you know on the flip side, it's an industry that supports people in stepping more you know powerfully into confidence, right? And there's an entire intuitive eating community that I think has the has the signal kind of mixed, that maybe doesn't understand or account for the fact that the food that we eat has a very real effect on our body and our mind, and that we can't just, you know, YOLO it and eat whatever the F we want and expect that we're going to achieve vibrant energy and that doing whatever the F we want is like the the answer. Um, I think the answer lies somewhere in between. I think there's freedom and discipline. I think that we need to, like I said, first ground into what works for me. Let's, let's get rid of that inflammation. Let's get rid of all of that stuff. And then from that place, we can actually tune into what do we actually want? Like, what do you actually want? Do you actually want to go eat whatever the F you want? Because I can tell you, I worked with people who we start to go there, right? We go to that place of like, yes. And then, and I do it for myself. I'm like, I'll eat gluten. I don't care. Yes. Let me do that. And then I do. And guess what? I feel like shit for weeks. You know what I don't want? I don't want to feel like shit for weeks. I actually don't want to feel bloated and uncomfortable and, you know, feel like I have to go to the bathroom like five times a day. I don't want that. That's actually not what I'm committed to. Okay. That has nothing to do with me feeling like bad about myself. And it's nothing to do with like, I, I always say it's like, it's about the energy, right? If your goals are body goals, if your goals are just to have more energy and it feels good for you to eat in a strict way, do it it's okay. Like, I feel that we live in this world. I think you you might've been on this like last uh, call when I was saying this, I feel like we live in a world that kind of like vilifies discipline, but it also vilifies like, you know, being in the, in the space of ease, you need to do what works for you. You need to get clear on what do you want? Do you want to feel really good? Do you want to feel like you have freaking amazing poops every day? Like, do you want to feel light and vibrant and sexy and confident in your body? If that's what you want, then you need to then, okay, first identify, fuck. Yeah. That's what I want. And then from that place of understanding what you want, you need to understand how to get there and how to get to wherever you want to go is going to require some level of discipline. We would be fools to think that we can just like intuitively like, yes, I think that's a, a part of it. This like, you know, being in that energy and being in the energy of receiving and being, you know, light and playful with it. Yes. But that energy should be matched by a sort of energy of um like structure, right? We need the structure to hold the flowing energy. Okay. Cause if we don't have the structure, that flowing energy, the prana is going to be all over the place when we don't have the structure. Okay. What pacifies Vata dosha is a container. I've talked about this before. Okay. Vata is that wind energy. And if the wind energy doesn't have a container, if it doesn't have something to direct it, it's going to go all over the place. So if you don't have a container, if you don't have that structure in place for that flow, you are going to be going all over the place. You're not going to be contained and that's not helpful. That's not going to support you in getting toward your goals. That's not going to support you in feeling more grounded. That's probably going to make you feel more anxious, more overwhelmed. You're not going to know what's working and what's not working. So um, I feel like that was my long and roundabout way of saying that we need to acknowledge and honor that discipline is what gives us freedom. Um, And yes, we can intuitively eat once truly we can intuitively eat. Once we have connected with who we are, what we're made up of. We've let go of that, you know, toxic buildup. We've let go of that inflammation, reduced blood sugar and, and all of those things. That's the space where we can fully intuitively eat, not on top of those things, because that's going to sort of like dissuade us. That's going to, um, what's the word I'm looking for. It's going to skew our results, right? We're going to be looking through like you know, high blood sugar, high blood sugar colored glasses. That's a hard thing to say five times fast, high blood sugar colored glasses, high blood sugar colored glasses. That's what we're going to be looking at the world through. And that's not accurate, right? We don't only want to eat cupcakes and cake all day, right? Nothing wrong with cupcakes and cake. In fact, I make delicious cupcakes and cake. Um, But we certainly don't want to be eating those things literally all of the time. And you know, what's like so interesting, I actually had someone just joined a body Ayurveda and she's been in the program for like two weeks. And she was like, not that it's about weight loss, but like, I just lost 10 pounds. And I was like, what? Like in two weeks, she's like, yeah like, and without, it's like, that wasn't the goal. That wasn't the intention. That wasn't what we're like trying to do. So it's like, when we actually just like get into alignment with what is works for our body, the body, it recalibrates, the body gets back to its natural state of being, right. When we're doing what works for us, for our body, the weight will naturally come off if it's not supposed to be there. Right there's no surprise, right? It's like when you make some shifts and you do the things that work for you and do the things that set you up for long-term success. So like in the Yogi, I call it the Yogi fuel method, which is the signature nutrition part of our program. Um, I generally recommend that people follow the protocol to like 80%, that like 80% of what they do is in alignment with this protocol. And that the other 20 is like room for room for wiggling around because, I also know that living in a tight box isn't helpful either, right? We don't just want to live in this like confined, you know, way of being and living and feel like we're we're stuck. We don't feel that way either, but we want some structure. We want some level of consistency in our diet. We want some guidance or again, like we're going to feel all over the place, right? The more I like share about these things, people are like, I just, I listened to your thing and like that just like created this, you know, light bulb moment. And that's what I hope for people listening. That's what I hope for. Um, People who are watching this, like I said, I think I said a few weeks ago, months ago when I did our our 30 day challenge, which I've kind of like continued, right? I'm doing this three days a week. I I really enjoy coming in here and connecting with you guys and sharing with you guys. And I know that this is such a, a potent and powerful and yet simple way for me to support people in an informal way for people who can't afford to come into my coaching containers group or otherwise. um, I know that this is a way that this wisdom is something that even when applied, perhaps not directly with like my guidance, Ayurveda is the science of self-healing. It is the science of tuning into, you know, your body and your mind. Right. And so when we kind of understand these basics, then we start to get ideas. We start to create little shifts. And I can't tell you how many people have come in and said like, Oh my God, you said this thing. And like, yes, like that made such a big difference for me. And these little things make such a powerful and big, big difference. So. I hope this episode was helpful and informative and really gave you some insights into how you can apply this wisdom into your life. And I would love to hear any of your aha moments or, you know, big takeaways or shifts and in general like just to connect with you. So, do me a favor, hop on over to Instagram at yogifuel and share with me one of your big takeaways from this episode and of course come with any questions anything that you need clarity around, and I'm here to answer those and to support you. And like I said, I love connecting with you guys. So in general, don't be shy, come over, introduce yourself. I promise I'm friendly, you probably noticed that by now. So definitely come and introduce yourself over on Instagram and I'm happy to connect and share. And I love, like I said, hearing those big takeaways. All right, that is all for this week. I hope that you're having an awesome one so far. And I will be seeing you next week.